Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. I'm the Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. This is the podcast where me and my best friend, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter, are going to run through every single game on the NFL slate. We're going to break it down. What games do we like? We're going to narrow it down to six, seven games on Thursday. We're going to talk about those. Going to narrow it down even further, find the best bets we can make. As I mentioned, I'm from the Action Network. We are a sports betting media company that focuses on providing the best in tools, data, research, analysis for new and old sports bettors. Simon's not old, but he is an old-time sports better. Good afternoon, my friend. That's why you have to enjoy the wins. Look at us sitting here a week later from all three of our teams winning to all three of our teams losing. It's... uh. It's tough. It's tough. Referring, of course, to the Philadelphia Eagles, the Chicago Bears for uh, you and me, respectively, and for Matt Mitchell, the Buffalo Bills. I think that had to be the ugliest one, right? On Sunday night and Monday night, took some melatonin. I was asleep by 10 o'clock. I have no idea what happened in the world after then, because what I'm realizing, I just feel better all throughout the day when I'm asleep, maybe an hour earlier. If I'm asleep by 10, I wake up the next day, I'm so much more productive. I'm so much more alert. I'm so much more active. When I'm not, the next day, I'm just dragging. I'm like, I'm getting old and I need more sleep. You too old. You're just an old man. Well, you missed two great games. Uh, the Seattle was a great game, great backdoor cover. I mean, we've had a great primetime game. So that was just back and forth, just insanity, that Tennessee Titans Bills game where Either team winning or losing, it's like you're, you're kind of you're not at fault. It's like you, you needed a little bit of luck to win that game, and just luck broke Tennessee's way. I'm so frustrated right now because we've talked about this, you and I, Simon. It's a strange year for betting so far. There's been a few, two of the past three weeks where favorites have just crushed. And as you know, I will bet every weekend with my buddy, Matt, and who I've talked about in the podcast before. Oftentimes I will overrule him and make what I think are the sharp bets uh, on the sharp sides. And then for the past few years, it's always won. And this year I'm overruling him consistently and he's getting annoyed. And this past weekend, he liked every favorite. And all Sunday, all he did was text me about, we'd be three and one if we chose my picks. We'd be four and one if we chose my picks. We'd be five and one if we chose my picks. We'd be seven and one because all he did was bet the favorites, all of the sides, which I hated. And um, A, I feel like that's just, it's bad form. After three years of riding my tail to all of a sudden be on a one Sunday when things are going well, to be texting me about how great you are. Yeah, public is king right now, Chad. Uh, we're living in day and era. I'm getting DMs of guys telling me I'm terrible at my job, and they can do what I do. All you need to do is take the favorites money lines, and you're good to go. So I, I don't think people realize, new to the sports betting world, these are kind of fluky weeks. The the sports books, we hear them whining. We hear them complaining as if any of us feel sorry for any of them. We don't. Uh, but that's rare for them to get butchered like that, back-to-back weeks. Um, tough week for me, too. I tried doing a money line round robin. That ain't happening. Every favorite is winning, covering. Uh, I think in our survivor pool, the only 10 people got knocked out. It's 10 people that didn't send picks. Like, no one's losing Survivor. Uh, it's it's a wonky year so far. Yeah, I eked by, by the way, 
with the Steelers in my survivor pool this week. You, we, we collectively had the Colts. We'll uh, narrow it down on Thursday for that. Let's get to the slate. We'll talk about, as Simon says, the bet you must make. We may get to a hornet's nest. We may get to a big balls. We'll see if we do that today or Thursday. It's always a mystery. Thursday night barn burner. Denver Broncos at Cleveland Browns. Teddy covers and the Denver Broncos who are covering less and less. Their flaws have been revealed. Traveling to the Cleveland Browns who got stomped. Absolutely stomped. In a game where I thought this was a smash smash spot for the Browns. Baker looked out of sorts even though he ended the game well. Uh, Nick Chubb is out. Kareem Hunt got hurt. What happened to this Browns team? I feel terrible for Browns fans. They had all these nice, shiny new toys coming to the season. The defense, they'd spent money, built it back up. Offense had two of the best running backs in football, and Baker wasn't really being asked to do much because he had Landry and Odell with those two running backs. Injuries. The uh, the Browns just got crushed by injuries. So Kareem Hunt, I think it's three weeks now, he's going to put on the IRR. Their cornerback situation is not improving. Woo, ugly, 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 ugly. That was that was one of my worst bets by far this weekend. Um, I mean, just felt just from the get-go, you felt like you're on the wrong side. Um, so normally I would love the Browns here. It's a great bounce back spot at home, short week, but the injuries, we just talked about it. And I know Denver has their issues. I saw Patrick Sartain, their the guy they drafted to play cornerback, was playing wide receiver for them a couple snaps last week. I mean Denver's got real issues with the wide receiver position. And, you know, Teddy, it wasn't so much I was fading them with the Raiders last week. I just thought that the Raiders were just a more complete team playing against, you know, playing down against a team in Denver. This is a fair matchup with this Denver team now with the Browns so injured. And I think Baker is kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like one week you hear it's partially torn the next week they're saying it's fully torn i mean it's we don't really know what his injury injury is on his opposite not his throwing shoulder his other shoulder but man if it, this this is like a real thing like this this guy has one good arm um he's always a play away from being hurt and then case keenum's coming so this number's still sitting at three and a half of your book with the broncos i have no issue taking that as we sit here on tuesday um teddy covers he's been bad of late but he hasn't been an underdog. And we, we like Teddy taking him in these positions as an underdog. So three and a half, Teddy's an underdog. This this is when we pounce. So as long as you're, you're getting that hook above the three, I, I feel comfortable taking it. Just because as we sit here on Tuesday, the information we're getting, it feels like it's going to be a game time decision for Baker. So I, I do see this number coming down if it is Baker is out. So I, I would take that three and a half while you can. It's going to be tough. I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot of threes right now across the board. Um, our friends at FanDuel are at three. Uh, no, actually, I'm seeing a pretty even mix, three yeah, and a half and three. And I don't hate the three. If like in your, if you're in a state where you only can get the FanDuel line at three, don't hate it. We we just love the hook here. I mean, we've been saved by it a couple of times with three and a half. So it, it's not ideal, but at this matchup, if it's a backup in case Keenum with a banged up Browns team with no, no number one running back. Yeah. Uh, I like the value on Denver. This next game. Oh my God. It has the makings of so much fun. 
Kansas City Chiefs at Tennessee Titans. Right now, the Titans are five and a half point underdogs. This game opened with the Titans as four and a half point underdogs. So very quickly, since the Monday night game last night, we're recording this Tuesday afternoon, the money has poured in on the Chiefs. Let me give you my quick take on this. Similar spot to me as the Titans last night. They are a live dog when they're at home with a relatively big number playing against superior competition. Yeah, but even last night, Tannehill just does not look right this year. He did not play good in that game. The, the X factor is just Derrick Henry. He, he is on a historical pace. I think they're saying he's on pace for 2,200 yards rushing and uh, 23 touchdowns rushing. Like he would get 17 with the 17 game season. Even if it was a 16 game season, he's on pace for 2,088 yards. And there was also something I read this morning. Kendall Baker, who writes the uh, sports newsletter for Axios, had a stat that uh, Derrick Henry is on pace if he continues with the way he's going now to break Emmett Smith's rushing record by the time he is 34. And like, I'm never a big fan of on pace over the you know length of a career because who knows what can happen. But it wasn't asking for something outrageous given what he's done in the first few years of his career. And Emmett Smith was 35 when he did it. Yeah, and Emmett, you look at Emmett Smith, he looks like a common man compared to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's 6'3", 250, looks like he's running a 4'240". I mean, we've never seen anything like it. He, he is a freak. So like you just talked about, this is a good number where you take Tennessee here and the, the only fear is they have no cornerbacks, and the Chiefs are going to eat away at that. But with Derrick Henry against arguably the worst run defense in all football in Kansas City Chiefs, you got to feel pretty good. I mean, Washington was in that game. It was 13-10 to 10 at halftime. Then Taylor Heineke turned back into a pumpkin. He just fell apart. Like, that, that kid is not a good quarterback. I think Tannehill is better than that kid. I, I think Tannehill is a top, you know, 20 quarterback, top 15. That kid's not a starter. So – we like this number. Uh, I don't, well, maybe we'll get to it on Thursday. It'd be one of our favorite bets if it keeps going. Like, if we get this up to six and a half again, like we talked about Tennessee, once they got to six and a half, the value had shifted to Tennessee. So, same thing goes here. If we can get a better number, I'd be happy because that secondary is ugly for the Titans. That is a bad, bad secondary. Josh Allen, he, he was hitting guys wide open all game long. So, it, it's a little scary with that, with the injuries, but this Chiefs team. We like to fade them off of cover. It's worked out for us. So this is a good position to take Tennessee here. What do you have this game power rated at? I thought it was good when it opened. I had a four, four and a half. seemed like a fair number. The books opened it, but they must have just got hit by so much public money right away. They just moved it right up to five and a half. So we'll see the way it trends. I I, I do think you're getting good value on it. But, you know, I like to wait on these numbers. If I get a six, six and a half, that's that's a key number. Yeah, we're going to wait on that one. We're going to let that one. We're going to let that one cook. We're going to let it bake. A little We're going to let it do the things. We're going to let it grow. All those things. New York Jets at New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, who lost a heartbreaker against the Cowboys in overtime, are now six and a half point favorites with the New York Jets visiting. The New York Jets. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm bitter right now so i'm probably the wrong guy to ask about this Patriots team i i my two biggest bets last week were the raiders 
and the Patriots. I love the Patriots last week. I love the under in that game. And feeling good heading into the fourth quarter. Cover was looking good. The under was looking good. All blew up in my face within five minutes. Uh, that that was a costly loss for me because I I just loved the number last week with Dallas. The, it got up to four, four and a half, and then back down to three and a half. It was just a good number for the Patriots. But man, that, that Cowboys team historic six and zero against the spread. They're uh, they're incredible this year. Now for this game, this is another one you might as well wait. This is I'm seeing a lot of books. Uh, what does FanDuel have it at? Six and a half or seven? Six and a half. So can wait on this one um seeing a lot of sharper books like offshore books up to seven and a half at this point wait for the seven if you want to get that at FanDuel because I think I'll get there at some point because this is a teaser game people like you know they why wouldn't you tease the Patriots at home against this Jets team where the last time they played I mean he what did he throw four interceptions three interceptions I, I just remember Zach Wilson completely melted down the last time the Patriots played so uh, could be a trap game. The books are laying here for people. They're going to try to get all this money back from last week. This is this is a game I circled where I immediately thought to myself, I love the Patriots money line. So I had to take a step back because it's like, oh, man, we talked about it. you kind of have to throw these these stats out of Belichick with Brady. It's, it's kind of a new era. So as much as I love Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. I'd say he got a little lucky against Houston in that comeback, and that was a rookie quarterback, and and not a very good one. No, no. So there, there are some issues with this team. I mean, they got out, out. I don't even remember the yardage exactly, but Dallas probably had two hundred more yards yep. um, altogether, and it was just a fluky game there. And they should have won that game last week. So could be, could be getting some good value here on the Jets, especially if this gets up to plus seven. So I, I'm another line I'm happy I'm waiting, taking it when it gets to a better number. The next game on the board, Carolina Panthers at New York Giants. The Giants got dusted uh, the last couple of weeks. Andrew Thomas was out again. As soon as we started talking about how great Andrew Thomas is, the left tackle for the Giants, how great Daniel Jones has improved, how much he's improved, um, this team starting to come together and look like a real football team. Andrew Jones gets concussed. I mean, uh, Daniel Jones gets concussed. He's out. Next week, plays terrible. Andrew Thomas out versus the Cowboys, injured again the next week. This team is getting shellacked. Um, And all of a sudden, they got the Panthers, who Sam Darnold, like, talk about two teams that it was easy to have a read on, right? Between Sam Darnold doing so well, Daniel Jones improving. Now everybody looks like they're learning how to play football again. Yeah, I feel like none of us ever believed in Daniel Jones, though. Like that that was a great win with the Saints, but he just he's a flash, he's a flash in the pan. He has great moments, and then he just is bad again for three or four games. Uh I don't know. I don't know what to do with this game. Of course, like I like the Giants and I lean towards them. They're the home dog. They're get they're gonna get a two and a half, maybe a three. Sam Darnold is just so terrible at certain points. Like his interceptions are just bad and he can't stop turning the ball over. Like he's making rookie mistakes that he shouldn't be making in a fifth, six year player. So I don't know. Like this is one of these I'll wait on. Maybe I'll have a better opinion on Thursday, but as we sit here right now, I just don't like either side. Cause it's just so gross. So if it moves to three, I'll, I'll like the giants a lot more. Cause that's a good number for just two bad teams that both of them rely on their defense. Like this will be one of these games where, I'd love the under if both these quarterbacks didn't turn it over so much. So it, it could be one of these games I'll take an ugly over and I'll just take the dog at home. 
we had no skin in the game on the uh, from a contest or best five perspective on the Panthers and the Vikings. Um, I had teasers though, so I got really lucky with that back door. Oh, you did. Yeah. So uh, that. that pass Sam Darnold made on fourth down from the four yard line. Yeah. With incredible. forty seconds left. Incredible pass. Like, where did that come from? And then, and uh, then he has those he followed moments. it up with this great fade to DJ Moore on another fourth down. That those were those were professional, high caliber quarterback throws. If I'm if I'm Carolina, I'm getting a guy that can hypnotize someone in the office today, and I'm gonna hypnotize him every down's fourth down, and you're gonna have an all pro at a quarterback in Sam Darnold. He can only play good on fourth down. The guy is not wired right. Wow, that's a really good idea. Coaches <laughs> should do that. I wonder if players <laughs> would actually submit to that. Like some look, some guys might only be great when they're under pressure and everything is flailing around them. Fact. And he's one of those people. Like he literally couldn't hit a guy wide open in the middle of the field on like an easy third and seven. But when it's third, fourth and seven, he's hitting guys 25 yards down the field, perfect ball. It's Sam Darnold. Something's just not right there. Speaking of hitting guys, we have what all of a sudden is a marquee matchup. Cincinnati Bengals at Baltimore Ravens. The Bengals right now are the six-point underdogs. So the, the Ravens are favored by six. Huge swing in this line. The look-ahead line on this, I think, was minus 10. Um, and look, we loved the lions this past week. We thought this was a team that, that was playing competitively. Um, Jared Goff, we thought kind of didn't know how bad he was and was playing a little bit above his skill set. I think we were a little concerned about the Bengals offensive line and we just thought it'd be a more competitive game, but Joe Burrow is just, the guy's got swag. He's got total swag. Yeah, I loved it for a letdown spot, too, just because of this game right here. Like, I, I felt like they'd be looking ahead for this matchup because they know this is one of these games that if you're going to win the division, you have to beat the Ravens. And you're right. I mean, Joe, he does stupid picks every now and then. Like, he still shows his age being a second-year quarterback. But that connection with him and Jamar Chase is incredible. Like, I was one of the idiots that, I didn't like that they drafted Jamar Chase just because I thought they did need to shore up that offensive line. It doesn't matter. The guy's getting crushed back there. He's getting hit every game, but he's still popping up. But Jamar Chase is better than any offensive lineman they would have taken there. So that that's definitely a miss by me. But it's still worrisome that Joe's taking so many hits. Um, but, yeah, you, you love – like, I wanted to give this out as my Simon Says play at seven, but now it's down to six and a half at FanDuel. Don't love it as much. I, I really liked it at seven, seven and a half. Um, of course, we take we, we take Joe here in a divisional matchup against the Ravens team that they've been playing way above their head. Um, they have 19 starters out from the beginning of the season to injuries. That, that's the highest number, and it's ahead of the lines, I believe, for the most injuries to their, their 53. So it's it's hard to go against Lamar. Like, we loved them last week against the Chargers matchup-wise. This is a better matchup where the Bengals have improved their defense and now they have the weapons on offense to do things. So uh, I like it, man. I, I got, we'll see how you feel about it, Chad, but above six, this feels like a good number to take, take the Bengals in our contest. But um, as long as it stays above the six, if it gets, if it gets to five and a half, six, 
I don't love it as much, but at six and a half, seven, I feel like we're getting good value. What do you have a power rated at right now? I had it at seven, but like, again, I, I'm a little inflated just on the Ravens at home. I just, we, people can notice a pattern here. We, I've always bet the Ravens at home. I'm not, it's no, there's nothing crazy about it. Just Lamar's been good to me in his career at home. He covers for me. So I do skew towards that, but Joe Burrow has been a covering machine. He, he covers and you're, you're giving him a full touchdown, full six and a half. It's hard not to take him in this position. Yeah, this is a tricky one. It is. I, I, we, I loved the Ravens last week. Um, you and I had yeah, a long you, conversation. You were definitely on them. Yeah, like you had a, we had a long conversation about it on Sunday morning when we were finally deciding on what the five best were. And uh, it's one of the few times where I was adamant about a team. And we put the Ravens in at minus two and a half. And immediately it just felt like the right side. It, you know, the, the Chargers were due for a regression. And it just felt so natural. You got to wonder if the Ravens are due for aggression now, right? Just a couple of weeks of incredible, incredible play and a miracle comeback. And then a, just a fantastic, fantastic win against the Chargers. Yeah. I don't know why I don't have a read on this. Um, well, think of it this way. What would this line be if they had lost to that Chiefs game? So they didn't get that fumble. They would have lost that game. And if that Lions game, they didn't win that one. What would this be? Three and a half? Yeah. So because of two little weird bounces, you're getting full three points in this matchup. That's why it's like it's it's scary taking it. And I'm one of these people I do overvalue the Ravens because I'm they're playing at home. But that's a reason why you have to kind of take this number. You're you're getting a line that's just inflated simply off two bounces of in two different games. Well, that's a really good way to look at it. <laughs> I try. I didn't think about it that way. All right, you know what? I'm in, baby. Should we make it the Simon Says play? Simon I feel bad. Says! When Simon Says do it, when Simon Says do it, we do what Simon Says. I feel like I get the seven. All right, so let's wait. Let's say like Simon Says bet this if it gets the seven. Yeah, if you're if you got a book at seven, take it. Okay. Atlanta Falcons at Miami Dolphins. I don't even want to talk about the Falcons and the, Dol and the Dolphins. No. This is the... Because this is the corner TV game. Right now, uh, looking at the Action Network data, this has the fewest bets of any game. Any game on the board, the fewest bets. So the Falcons right now are visiting the Dolphins. They are two and a half point favorites on the road. Wow. Hmm. Are you kidding me? Come on. Don't you love it? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Simon, we're going we're gonna to have to go from Simon Says we're going to have to walk right into the fucking hornet's nest and bet the Miami Dolphins. I'm walking to a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. Hornet, hornet, hornet's nest, hornet's nest. The whole damn thing, hornet's nest. How she down with you? <laughs> Everyone hate, everyone's still in the same exact way as you. This is horrible. This is gross. They just lost to the Jaguars in London. Uh, this is a bad team in Miami. Atlanta coming off a bye week. All it's like, it feels like it's too good to be true. Like they're giving us a little gift here, the gambling gods. Um, everyone's gonna be betting Atlanta. Only pros will be taking Miami. Two is not as bad as he looked in that game. Like he had little moments where he looked rusty, like he hadn't played in a couple weeks. Love Miami. Love Miami in this bounce back spot at home after that kind of loss. Um, 
Uh, I will be on an island though. So I have no doubt this is the same thing where me and you are gonna we're gonna it's gonna come this Sunday and I'm gonna be like, I can't do it to you, Chad. I can't make you put this one in the contest. And Miami's gonna win by 20 points. So these are one of the few lines I bet early on because if you got the three at a couple books for just a little bit and I bet it and now it's back down to two and a half. So if it gets back to three, I'll be on Miami. Listen, you're not gonna have to make me do anything. Like almost as soon as I started thinking about it and looking at it, I realized. This is just one you got to hold your nose, right? Yeah, it's the same to. reason, like, again, that Jets one sucked, but I'll take three and a half with the Jets every time against Matt Ryan and make him have a drive at the end of the game to win the game, which he rarely can do. So it, it's the same kind of situation here. It's uh, People are coming in really high on Matt Ryan now, and I feel like we're buying the dip on Miami. Yeah, I agree. Buying the dip, going low. It's like getting crypto when it was at, you know, 55,000. Washington football team at Green Bay Packers. Packers are nine and a half point favorites. Aaron Rodgers put on a display against the Bears and then uh, yelling to the crowd, I still own you, was as gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, mean-spirited as anything that's ever been said to anyone at Soldier Field, on or off the field. And there have been some ugly, ugly things said. At Soldier Field, I can uh, promise you. The Schefter tweet popped in my mind. The assault tweet, that's what that was. That was assault. It was like, <laughs> honestly, you had to call the cops. It was just, it was so mean. How do you bet against this Packers team right now? You and this, this is a tough one, right? Because this Washington football team, like you said, they look a little bit like a mess. They held on for the first half and then got blown out. And the Packers just keep looking good, even without anyone in the defensive secondary. Yeah. Uh, Pro's Joe's game, though, by the way. Bets on the Packers, money on the on the Washington football team. And we talked Sunday. Um, we were both high coming on the Bears, and I told you about just a bunch of pros I had talked to coming heavy on Green Bay. And there was a bunch of injuries to the D-line of the Bears, and I was going to make a difference in that game. We saw it. They never really got to Rodgers. And eventually, the Aaron kind of you know, rallied the troops Green Bay took a 10-point lead. And they never gave it back to the Bears. So same kind of situation here. We have a Green Bay team that you just kind of tapped on it. They shouldn't be winning and covering all these games like they are. They've kind of gotten a little bit lucky. A lot of us have doubted them along the way. We just don't think they're as good as they appear. But, man, Washington is just a dumpster fire. Um, I, I'm not sure that enough people really know the whole story with the, the Sean Taylor incident where – they had or they retired Sean Taylor's jersey last week, um, the football team. And it was pretty much looked like it was thrown together in two weeks. And it was kind of deflection from the whole email scandal. Now this team is like, I feel like they're enemy number one in the media. Everyone just hates them. Their own fans hate them. They're not that they're falling apart, but like that second half, they just have no quarterback play. And Terry McLaurin's hurt, Curtis Samuels hurt, and their running backs hurt. Um, it's, it feels like it's too much for this Washington team. So they're fully healthy with all their weapons and maybe Fitz was back. We would love this game. I mean, give me 10, 10 and a half all day of the week without all those, without all that stuff. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not putting any more money on this Washington team until they show me. So I'm happy to take this under 10 points, take green Bay here. Uh, yeah, you'll need a little bit of luck to cover that number, but you have above 50% of covering it. This is just all slanted towards a big favorite here with Green Bay. Even though there's going to be a couple of dogs, big dogs we like this week, 
This is not one of them. Wow. It's so rare to hear someone who does this professionally say, I want the team that's going to be the double digit favorite. Well, I mean, we, you heard before convince me, I was talking Darren out. He wanted to take Houston. I told him stay away. Like either take the culture, just stay away. That's, that's a trap line for that game. Literally, that I know that every big dog was a trap line. Yeah. It didn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just one of those weeks. So it, it is scary that um, I love this line so much for Green Bay because like we just talked about it. some of these big dogs, they're going to come through this week. They, they just, Vegas is not going to keep losing all this money to all these favorites. And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. Basketball season is back and there's no better place to bet on the NBA than FanDuel Sportsbook. To celebrate NBA tip-off, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers enhanced odds of 75 to 1 on any team to win on October 19th or 20th. And after looking at an article from our Action Network expert, Raheem Palmer, I may go with the Golden State Warriors tonight versus the Lakers. But if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. They've got America's number one rated sportsbook app with live betting, daily odds boost, and so much more. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code FAVORITES to get 75 to 1 odds on any team to win on October 19th or 20th. That's promo code FAVORITES and make every moment more this NBA season. You must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only, $10 first bet required, must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $150, restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let's get back to the show. All right. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles at Las Vegas Raiders. The Eagles now three and a half point dogs. Massive, massive pros Joe's game. And this is when you 100% flip the script and bet on the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, we're not going to have fun. This is not going to be an enjoy, enjoying game. I mean, anyone that bet the Eagles Thursday night, that was not fun. That was such an awful sweat, but such a beautiful one at the same time. Uh, it was never in doubt, as they said. Again, Chad touched on it. This is a pros versus Joe's game. We are going to start seeing a pattern here. Whatever game, I think Stucky tweeted out, whoever's the underdog in the Oakland, I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders matchup, you just take the underdog. That's who's going to cover. So if Las Vegas is the underdog, they'll cover. If they're the favorite, whoever they're playing against is going to cover. We love it at three and a half. This is going to go down to three at a lot of books. Pros are going to come in on this number. The Eagles team, they are one of, one of these teams where I am like, I'm all in on fading them first half. I faded them last week, first half. Um, I think the only time it's burned me was the Kansas City game. That might have been close first half, but they're they're not, they just don't come out with a good game plan. Sirianni's a bad coach, but we've seen it with this this Las Vegas team. They're, they they kind of play up to the level of their competition. So 
we don't have that great of a team here in the Eagles, but we have an offense that can move the ball. And we're playing against a pretty banged up Las Vegas team. And again, I, I feel so lucky last week with the Eagles covering the six and a half. I mean, it came down to two, two point conversion and we got it. Feels like uh, playing a little bit of dynamite here, but yeah, Chad. If if you came to me on Sunday, said I want this to be one of our five, and it's three and a half. I love that number for this Eagles team. This is just a close, close game for these two teams. I feel like we've already got at least three games that we love: Bengals if it gets to seven, Miami at plus two and a half, Eagles plus three and a half. It's going to be one of those weeks where, like, the teams we bet on are the teams that currently or historically are the teams that make you the sickest. <laughs> and we'll have some favorite sprinkle in there. Like, again, I feel like by Sunday, I might be able to convince you on that Green Bay pick. But yeah, as we said early in the week, I always go towards dogs. There's just, there's just always going to be value on these teams where the public is feeling so good this week. Like, again, all these guys think they're experts just because every favorite money line parlay hit. Uh, it, it just doesn't work that way. So that's why... It might look like ugly dogs, but I feel like this, um, this, I love this, this is a good week to be taken. This, really this to me, was just clarity. Like, as soon as I saw it, it's like, I know on this next game, Detroit Lions at Los Angeles Rams. You're going to say to me, we got to take the Lions at, at plus 15. And I'm going to say to you, get your head straight. That's a terrible idea. This Lions team is lost. The coach was calling out Jared Goff this week. They've reached the tipping point of, okay, we can be competitive and maybe sneak one out. They've lost too many games in heartbreaking fashion. I think they're on the other side of that now. I think they just know they're bad and they're going to need a lot of luck, love and luck to find a win. And it's not going to be against the Rams in Los Angeles, not even by a 15 point spread. Yeah, they look lost. And if anyone's going to know all of Jared Goff's weaknesses, it's going to be Sean McVay. This is like literally the worst matchup he could possibly have. So I'll probably end up being on the lines, but no, we'll not be giving this pick out to anyone. This is uh, this is disgusting. So I, I might I be it. on the Rams. That's a lot of po- that is a lot of points. I mean, covering two two touchdowns is scary, but I, I can't fault you for it. Like that's. This is a this is a bad matchup for this Lions team. They have no no one in their secondary. You have Stafford in a revenge game. You don't think he's going to want to put up points against his old team? Like, not not a not a good matchup at all for the Lions team. Terrible. But let's get to the most important one: Chicago Bears at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This line has moved up two and a half points. It opened at ten. It's now at twelve and a half. Please give me a million reasons to at least not bet the Bears. I don't have to bet the Bucks. Just tell me why I shouldn't bet the Bears. Please, I'm fucking begging you. So the Bears can only run the ball. They're playing against the number one run defense. Isn't it that simple? Yes. All right, great. That's all I needed. <laughs> That's all you need. Um, and why right now the bets are on the Bucks, the money is on the Bears? Same reason we took the Eagles last week. The the Buccaneers don't have a good enough secondary to be fared by this many points against anyone. But it's I, I don't know what they we're gonna get out of fields. Like the, the offense that Nagy draws up, you guys were looking great against the Packers. You're dominating in every way. And then he changes it up. He switches what's working. He doesn't keep going back to what's working. I, I don't know. It's it's really hard to take the Buccaneers at such a big number here. Um, but just these two different styles. It's like the worst matchup the Bears could possibly have. Uh, they're they're like 
again, you never know with Fields. He could show up in this game and have a great passing day. But that's the only way they win this game uh, or cover the number, I should say. Like, the only way you can get back to so you can keep this close is if he can pass it because Brady, Brady's just cooking right now. I, I, like, their offense, even without Gronk, they haven't really missed a beat. Um, so, yeah, this is a pro game. I guess the pros came in on this number just because it's all up to 13. That's just way too many points for this Buccaneers team. But I would never make this one of my best five taking the Bears. I can tell you that much. So uh, two things. One, Saturday afternoon, I'm driving to the city. Had to go to a uh, book party for our friend Seth Wickersham, who's been on the podcast and wrote the great book about the Patriots dynasty. It's better to be feared out now. Um, and I'm talking to a buddy on the way down from Chicago. And we, of course, are talking about the Bears for a minute. And we're talking about how we've never seen a defensive backfield allow as many receivers to be as wide open as we've seen from the Bears this year. Like they have taken social distancing to an art form in the way they are playing defense in the backfield. And then the next day, uh, I'm at home watching the game and the text chain with my buddies from Chicago is so long and so violent and so aggressive. Oh, you guys must have been feeling so good though. That first quarter or the first half, you guys were winning. It was 14, 10, I think felt amazing. And it got so aggressively bad in the second half. Uh, I couldn't, I actually, I didn't even open the texts until like it was seven, like, you know, your phone tells you how many messages you have 17 text messages. And I just ignored them all until the next day. I could not, I could not engage in this conversation. Oh, Max Payne. Houston Texans at Arizona Cardinals. The Houston Texans are 17 point underdogs to the Arizona Cardinals. I can't see, you said there's going to be a big dog that we love. There's only three games left to talk about. This is the only big dog left. I can't see how this could be one that you're feeling great about for any reason other than the number itself. And the hope that Tarod Taylor's coming back. We love this number if Tarod Taylor comes back. Obviously, if it's David Mills, eh, whatever game. Like, I'll bet on it, but I'm not going to lot on it. If Tarod's back, I love it. Uh, Houston was playing really well the first two weeks with him running it. They're running like a, a pistol offense, kind of a run option offense. I just love that style. And against this Cardinals team that can be ran on, that's nice. Like, that's that's really good. You don't have the kind of situation where – you're hoping the Cardinals kind of overlook this team. Like they have to be feeling great right now. The Cardinals are undefeated. They just blew out the Browns. Now they're coming home playing against arguably the worst, one of the worst teams in football, man, give it to me. If Tarod's back and he's playing, I, I love this number. If it's David Mills, I'm passing. So I bet a little on the 17. I'm happy to bet it again when it comes down. If Tarod is the quarterback, as long as it stays above 14, I, I think you're getting a really good value here. One of my favorite television shows of all time is the West Wing. And it was a joke amongst the cast on the West Wing that Martin Sheen could not remember anybody's name. Didn't matter if it was Aaron Sorkin who created the show, Allison Janney who won Emmys and went on to win an Oscar. It, it, like it wasn't anything personal. It's just Martin Sheen couldn't remember anybody's name. Is that my problem? You are the Martin Sheen of this podcast. You are beloved. You Isn't it Davis mean, Mills? You are a force of nature. But you, to this day, cannot remember that the Raiders are now in Las Vegas and that the guy's name is Davis Mills. Would I say David again? Yeah. I got like 10 Davids in my life. All right. So if I do say Davis, that's a win. 
Well, you got there eventually. <laughs> so here's the question, though. We don't know if Tyrod Taylor is playing yet. Do you bet a little bit on the Texans now in the hope that you think he's going to play? Speaking of names, it's Tyrod. Okay, get it right. Oh, fuck you. No, fuck Wait, you. What are you? Who are you? Who are you to bring it back to me? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. People don't have to bet it now. Like you can, you can, you can risk it with me. Get the 17, and then just buy out later. But I, I love this number if he comes back. This is just way too many points. This Cardinals team, yeah, they're great. They're electric. I mean, would they beat the Jags by 12 points or 11 points? Like, there's, they're just, there are openings for teams to be able to put up points against this Cardinals team. Like that Browns game, everything was hitting right. They just, their defense, their offense was just flawless in that game. It won't be that way this week. So you're giving me that many points with a good quarterback in Tarad. I'll take it. All right. Well, we'll give it a look. Indianapolis Colts at San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers, three and a half point favorites. I saw a tweet from a beat writer for the Niners. And I apologize. I can't remember who it was. Within the span of like six days, their starting quarterback went down. Their kicker pulled his groin during warmups. They lost three different running backs to freak injuries. They lost a cornerback to a freak injury. I've said it before. No one has more fun playing with his roster in desperation than Kyle Shanahan. But I don't know how you bet on a three and a half point favorite 49ers team against a Colts team that is just starting to look better. Yeah. And, and again, Carson, he connected a lot of deep balls, but he wasn't he didn't have a great day. He just had a couple deep passes that looked like old vintage wins. Uh, ugly. Like you just said, are we really about to check Trey Lance at minus three and a half, minus four at home? I don't know about that. Like Trey Lance hasn't really earned that respect yet for many of us. So Colts team, you know, this could be one of these games where everyone's thinking under. I like the over in a primetime spot, which is rare for me. But I, I like both these offenses to put up points in these kind of matchups. But it's both kind of speed on offenses against two defenses that are a little slow. And, you know, Chad just kind of touched on it. It's a lot of points. Um, three and a half. I can see why it came down from four just because first glance, I, I immediately am drawn towards a cold. So not one of not one of my favorites as we sit here on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, you know me. I, I love this Colts team. I like Carson Wentz. You're giving me Carson with four points or three and a half points against a rookie quarterback, making his first start in prime time. I, I'm happy to fade him. Jonathan Taylor playing really, really well. Playing I, I, really well. I think it's disrespectful to say he's playing out of his head. I think he's playing the way he can play. Like you saw it last year. He can catch the ball. He can run with the ball. He runs with power. He runs with speed. He can find cracks in the offensive line. He knows where his blockers are going to be. I think he's just, I think he's a really good running back. And they got T.Y. Hilton back, which I think is a big reason why all of a sudden this offense just looked better. It did. And it just looked like they looked like a complete team, which is what you're looking for when you're playing bad teams. You're just looking for a team that can play in all sides of the ball. So, yeah, uh, I just see a letdown spot here for this defense just going against, you know, Shanahan's had a week to prepare. They're just coming off a bye week. I can just see the 49ers putting up points, but I can see the Colts keeping up with them. Like you just talked about, they just have a lot of weapons right now in this offense. Well, look, you know, I love Shanahan. So I, I, it's a scary bet for me, but I definitely like the Colts in this spot. Monday night football.
New Orleans Saints at Seattle Seahawks. The Saints are four and a half point favorites on the road against Geno Smith and the Seahawks, who completely broke my heart the other night after I went to bed from a melatonin induced haze. Because uh, I had the Steelers at minus four and a half. It looked perfect in the first half. Then they made some adjustments, and all of a sudden, I don't want to bet this game. Are you, yeah. you going to give me a reason to bet this game? No. I mean, the only the only thing you would love is the trend of, um, I think, Gina Smith now is five and one against the spread in primetime games in his last six starts. So, I mean, if you like trends, I guess that leans towards him. But Don't give me a bullshit trend yeah, with a small sample size. Honestly, I like the Saints um, coming off of a bye week, playing against the Seahawks team that kind of gave everything in that Pittsburgh matchup, and they lost. Uh, so if this stays at five, stays below six, got no issue taking the Saints here. This is a must-win game for the Saints if they want to make the playoffs this year because they have a really hard schedule coming up. So they, they kind of got to steal this one here. And, you know – Say what you want about this Saints team. They haven't looked great, obviously, this year. Their defense has been played pretty well all year. So if that's one thing I can lean on uh, and their rushing attack against this really bad run defense of the Seahawks, I like it. I Like, like it's rare for me to take primetime favorites, but I, I do like the Saints in this position. Yep. It's kind of a pass for me. That's fair. But I do think we've narrowed down some games. I mean – Chiefs, Titans, we're going to keep an eye on. Jets, Pats, we're going to keep an eye on. Bengals, Ravens, we're going to keep an eye on. Falcons, Finns, by the way, Simon says is Bengals. Uh, if it gets to seven, the Falcons, Finns is our hornet's nest. So on Thursday, we will do a big balls bet of the week. Eagles plus three and a half against the Raiders. We're like Colts 49ers starting to feel more appealing to me more than I think about it. So we got a lot of games to talk about on Thursday. Uh, we've covered Hornets Nest. We've covered Simon Says. By the way, Matt Mitchell, we forgot to talk about this. A lot of people have requested that we bring back something. In the old days of the podcast, uh, I used to have bookmaker Bob Scuccion, who's a legendary bookmaker from Las Vegas. He was the subject of my book, The Odds, about guys who bet on sports for a living. Wonderful character. Call him Scooch. We used to call it Scooch Roulette. We're going to bring back the honorary scooch roulette pick of the week where Simon and I have to go head to head. Like I'm going to choose a game. He's going to choose a game and uh, that's it. Then like we'll, we'll tally it for the rest of the year. Now I feel like we're playing with a little skin in the game. We are together, but there's a part of us that is also against each other. Chad, shall I play the music? Play the music. Let's play scooch roulette. Time to take down the hops. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. Scooch Roulette, the honorary Scooch Roulette pick. Me and Simon, mano a mano. The way it's meant to be. I'm going to let you go first. It can be any bet you want. You tell me. I'm going to go chalk. I'll take Green Bay minus nine and a half. Wow. Yeah. Before it gets to 10. Dude, I did not see that coming. Oh, I know you didn't. That completely throws me off. <laughs> I mean, I've got to be the sharp here. Yeah, you take one of your ugly dogs. I'm going to be the sharp here. I'm right with the of, public. I'm taking the Eagles plus three and a half at 
the Las Vegas Raiders. Don't you put your juju. Saw this. Don't you put your juju on my team? What are you doing, Chad? As soon as I saw this, I know how bad Jalen Hurts is as a quarterback, but this this number feels wacky to me. Yeah, same thing as the right. Patriots. Like you, you play that number every time. Like yeah, the Patriots results sucked, but it, it, it honestly is the right side. That's why you kind of play that number. You just need a crazy fluke situation not to cover it. I love that in our first uh, Scooch Roulette, I am going with the dog, the ugly dog, and you're a, as they say in Quentin Tarantino movies, a square. The public wins sometimes. All right, listen, we're going to come back on Thursday. We're going to talk about the games that we really love, that we've narrowed down. Uh, we're going to try to get uh, Bet Labs NBA tonight starts tonight. Dude, NBA starts tonight. There's so much stuff on Action Network. I am so excited. You know what I'm really going to be into this year? Player props. I love uh, betting player props in the NBA. I don't know why I like it more than the NFL, um, but I I love betting player props in the NBA. Uh, Brandon Anderson, Raheem Palmer on the Action Network, both of them do amazing jobs with player props. So I'm going to be getting into that. Everyone check out everything on the Action Network. Simon, very good of you to pimp it. Appreciate it. We will be back on Thursday. Download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Do us a favor. Rate the podcast. Review the podcast. You know what? We had about a 10% increase in listeners from week five to week six, which means there are new people listening to the podcast, which means you got to get in there, people. You got to rate it. You got to review it. You got to subscribe. You got to do the things that make us continue to grow. We appreciate it so much. That's why. Until Thursday. Love you.